People that have a disrupted circadian rhythm basically feel like, you know, you, you can't function, you can't think clearly, you have brain fog and you feel like this all the time. Um, not just those two or three days, you know, that they might go out and, you know, burn the candle at both ends. You know, this is a serious issue and, and you know, it might start with people having, you know, bad sleep for, you know, a, a few years and then it gets into five years and a decade and then you start seeing some real chronic health issues start to emerge. That was Andy Matt. Hey everyone, Danny Pomploon here and welcome back to the Yogi Misfit Sessions. Today we've got session 113 and uh, today's session was a little bit different. So I'm going to be adding, um, well people have been asking for me to talk a little bit more about some wellness practices and kind of like sadhana practices and just other things to kind of optimize your life as a human. I've been pretty uh, vocal about um, what I do outside of like my yoga practices to take care of myself. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so uh, we got a hold of Andy Matt over at Blue Blocks. Uh, really, really, really awesome company. Really, really, really awesome dude. Uh, but we ended up talking about light hygiene and um, how, uh, as we all know, we're all on screens like way too much. Um, I read about blue light blocking uh, lenses in a book that I was reading a couple months back. And uh, I was really interested in it because, I mean, why not? If it was going to help with uh, headaches going away and better sleep, uh, give it a shot. So we got in contact with these guys over there to get some research and to find out more. And then we ended up having this really cool uh, conversation about it. And yeah, it was I learned so much on this podcast, um, just interviewing Andy. Um, super smart, really, 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 really uh, dialed in with what they were doing over there. Um, so I'm super stoked to have them on the show. And they even gave us a little promo. So if you guys use the uh, discount code MISFIT over at blueblocks.com, you get a cool little discount. Um, I've been using the glasses now for a few months and I absolutely love them. I use them uh, when I use uh, any of my screens. So like recording this podcast or doing any of the research for the podcast. Um, and then I use them at night just before I go to bed and they totally help. I, I love them. So um, last but not least, uh, the show is growing and it's growing because of your guys' support, which is super rad and super awesome. And it's just really cool to see our online community really start to pick up and grow. And it's all thanks to, to you. Um, if you have any requests on any episodes that you would like to hear, or any topics, especially as we start to add in some more uh, like mindfulness practices and self-care practices, things like that, please give me a shout. I'm always happy to um, do more research and find some other people to, uh, to come on the show to share their wealth of knowledge. Uh, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes if you love the show. And you can also support us on our Patreon, uh, on our podcast support page. We'll leave the links down below. If you're listening in and you can't see the links, it's dannypomplune.com slash support. Um, and it just helps get the show out there. It helps us build this uh, content and connect with our community. Uh, much love to our friends over at SF Yoga Magazine. And without further ado, here goes session 113, lucky number 13. Hey, Andy, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, Danny. Thank you so much for uh, having me on your uh, amazing show. 
Uh, thank you. It's, it's super fun to do. You know, I get to, yeah. to talk to tons of interesting people all the time and get to nerd out on a bunch of really interesting stuff. So it's, it's like awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's such a cool job. It's um, yeah. One that uh, maybe I should look into. I, I enjoy going on the shows as, and, and you know, it's you get to meet so many amazing hosts. So yeah, really looking forward to taking a bit of a, a deep dive into, um, into light and, and how it impacts our health. Yeah, I've been, you know, as I was saying, just before we started uh, recording, you know, uh, I've been offering a lot more on the show. Like there's, there's definitely a lot of, of, of content out there that we produce just about yoga and about yoga lifestyle and, you know, how yoga saves people's lives. But, you know, a, a big part of like my journey, even just in yoga is, you know, self-awareness. And that really brings me into like my patterns and my day to day and what I'm doing. And, you know, one of the things that has come up for me is sleep. Um, I am a terrible sleeper. Um, I can, you know, like I, I, I tend to be one of those warriors with a laptop and the phone at all hours of, you know, being an entrepreneur and running all the things you kind of, you're almost mm-hmm. sometimes married to the stuff. But, um, I was in, when it, when I started digging into this, I was, I, did, I had no idea that the light that we're looking at from our computers and our phones are literally messing with our heads. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really, um, it's, it's sort of quite sad these days that, um, you know, most of the world's population have an issue sleeping. Um, and, you know, we're, we're in a world today where it's so difficult to unplug. Um, it's so difficult to wind the brain down and, and get relaxed and, and get in the right sort of mood mm-hmm. to sleep. But, you know, another big thing that sort of um, led to the demise of sleep um, over the last sort of 20 years for, for a lot of people, especially in the US, Australia, UK, you know, the Western countries is, um, the advent of, you know, LED artificial lighting. Um, you know, the, the, the reason that impacts sleep is that um, light is is a really powerful entrainer of, of our circadian rhythms. And um, circadian rhythms are basically um, little body clocks that are in our body that basically tell the time. It, it tells your body when it's daytime. It tells your body when it's nighttime and to get ready for sleep. And from the from the um, result of that, it actually then um, releases or suppresses specific hormones. Um, now, what happens is during the day um, when we are outside in the sun, that sends messages to our body clocks that it's daytime. You know, keep mm-hmm. uh, dopamine levels um, you know sustained, keep serotonin levels topped up, and, and in- increase the um, release of cortisol, which is really good during the day to keep people alert and awake. But what we're doing is, um, you know, we're coming home after after sunset. Um, we're switching on our house lights. We're watching TV. We're scrolling for our smartphone. We might be doing some work on our on our laptops or, or computers. And these devices are, are, are emitting, you know, similar light to the sun, which you know is high in blue light, and it's basically. Um, tricking our brains into saying that it's daytime. Um, so we don't need to release sleep hormones. We don't need to lower cortisol. Um, so we get so wired and we can't actually get to sleep. Um, and, you know, this is then having a knock-on effect, um, you know, because poor sleep is associated with a rise in all-cause um, disease and mortality. So, you know, if you're not getting a good night's sleep, you might be having fatigue levels increase you might be um you know having stress levels uh, yeah you might be <laughs> it just makes you super uh, yeah. I, I, super irritable and you're just grouchy oh, and yeah. literally the rest of your day is shot yeah absolutely it's just it just wrecks you like you know we all we've all had that one night where you know maybe we've gone out to a friend's party and you know we've had a had a few drinks gone to bed a bit later woken up the next day and felt you know absolutely shattered and, and it, when you get sort of 
a bit older uh, and in your 30s like I do, you do that once and you're written off for two or three days. And that's because it's completely, you know, shunted your circadian mechanisms. And, you know, you you basically feel like, you know, you, you can't function, you can't think clearly, you have brain fog. And, you know, people that have a disrupted circadian rhythm feel like this all the time, um, not just those two or three days, you know, that they might go out and, you know, burn the candle at both ends. You know, this is a serious issue and, and you know, it might start with people having, you know, bad sleep for, you know, a, a few years and then it gets into five years and a decade and then you start seeing some real chronic health issues start to emerge. Why do you think that not a lot of people are aware of all this though? I know that there's, you know, like there's, I, I've started to, there's a couple of other podcasts and certain wellness experts that I've started to follow in the last, uh, again, few years, but I, I feel like no one talks about it. Like it's not a thing and no one's really aware and present about it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, um, you know, it's been around for, for a while, but it's not been really in the public domain um, much. And, and to be fair, it's it's starting to emerge a little bit more now as, as people like myself are actually going out there and, and relaying the science on how this stuff actually works and affects mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we didn't have this problem, like our parents didn't have this problem because they used incandescent lighting, you know, those sort of high energy using um, light bulbs that were phased out sort of in the um, early 90s. And and they didn't really emit much blue light at all. So they didn't really have an impact on um, circadian rhythms. Um, But since we, you know, since since energy efficiency came into um, uh, fruition in the 90s, we were now exposed to even more blue light. So it's actually quite a relatively new thing. Like when I was growing up, I mean, I got my first cell phone when I was about 16 years old, so probably about 19 years ago. So you can see that this problem really is one that started probably about 20 years ago when when smartphones were invented. And we started to, you know, put technology, put this LED backlit technology into everything, you know, and we started to intensify the LEDs and, you know, high definition and, and things like that, that emitted just more powerful Hilux blue light. Um, and, you know, like with with diets, you know, if you, you can follow a bad diet for five or six years, maybe put on a bit of weight, you probably won't get that many health issues, you probably feel a bit sluggish. But if you did that bad diet for say 10, 20 years, you're gonna end up obese, maybe um, diabetes, heart disease, things like that. And right. the same's true with light. The way it impacts the the human biological system is that you'll you'll have probably no issues in, in your sort of early twenties. But if you continue to do these bad habits like exposing yourself to artificial light after dark and not, um, you know, managing your light hygiene correctly after sort of five, six, 10, 15, 20 years, you're really going to have, you know, a life of chronic illness that you would have got if you were following a bad diet. So, you know, this is why I like to speak about light as a component of health because people can exercise, you know, a lot people can practice mindfulness, meditation, practice yoga, things like you know, stimulate the parasympathetic side of things. Um, they can have a, an excellent diet, but if their sleep is not correct and their light hygiene is not correct, then what they're doing is really obsolete in my views. You know, you can have yeah. great athletes that, that literally can't sleep and then get chronic neurodegenerative diseases and, you know, other sort of major issues as well, chronic fatigue yeah. and, and depression and, and, and anxiety. So, you know, health comes in pillars for me. And I believe that light is such a big one of those. Um, but it's the same is true, Danny, with, with other things, you know, you can have an excellent light hygiene, but if your diets and exercise is rubbish, then that's also going to be an issue. So, right. you know, I don't want to fall in that sort of zealot category where I say 
don't worry about anything else. Light is the only like, fundamental, <laughs> important, big, big, important um, thing. But yeah, um, the other pillars are also know, really important. I didn't even know that I had light hygiene and that was something that I had to like, look, you know, look into or, you know, that it was a part of it. But, you know, it, I mean, it totally makes sense, right? Your body, as I was, I was, as I was getting ready for this show specifically, I, so I, I wanted to dive into just the topic about it. And I didn't realize like, some of the best of the Harvard and Texas A&M have wrote studies mm. on this for quite a while. It's like, like I was saying, like, I, I guess you, you know, like you, it, it is starting to get a little more public out there, but like, I prop, I think I've been doing this stuff for so long. And even, you know, the small things like taking your phone into bed with you and you're still, you're being affected by that light, you know, like it's, it's intense. It's rough. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really is. Um, and it's just the, the amount of, of that blue light that, um, you know, we're taking in. We're just constantly living in a, an environment devoid of darkness. And, you know, I mentioned earlier that light is fundamental to entrain a circadian rhythm, but darkness also is as well. We need something called physiological darkness. And this was coined by a guy called Phelps in 2002, who wrote a really interesting paper on how artificial light can be managed using blue blocker glasses mm -hmm. um, and physiological darkness basically can be defined as the absence of blue and most green light after sunset because if okay. you think about it from an ancestral point of view um, when you when you think about light is think what our ancestors did you know the paleo diet is, is a very good diet in so much that we as our ancestors ate and we lose weight and we feel great but light right. can also be looked at in this way as well so our ancestors would have been up at the crack of dawn when the sun was rising and the frequencies of light that are present in the sun at that time as i mentioned earlier they increase cortisol they um, allow secretion of neurotransmitters such as dopamine and serotonin um, both very important dopamine obviously that reward system to keep us going get up during the day serotonin is very important because serotonin mixes later on in in our days with something called tryptophan to produce something called melatonin, which is our sleep hormone and also a power, powerful antioxidant. So what we do, actually, let me talk about it just from an ancestral point of view. And then they went out, sure. they hunted, they went throughout their day, they were outside a lot. The frequencies of light from the sun changed throughout the day. Um, and these would trigger messages in the body clock system in, in our body to tell us what the time was. Then they would still be out probably at sunset, which would be a lot of like red colors and orange colors. And these colors of light are actually very restorative and very relaxing. So think of candlelight or a campfire, how you feel when you look at those. And that's what our ancestors would have seen at sunset. And then post sunset, they would have lit a campfire and that gives out reds, oranges and yellow lights. None of these impact our sleep. Um, studies have shown that these relax and allow melatonin to be secreted and allow us to reduce cortisol. Um, and then we would go to sleep in, in pretty much, you know, total darkness. There may be like the moon and the stars out, um, depending on the, the time of, um, I guess, the, the rotation of, of the earth, etc. Um, or we'd sleep in caves or however, wherever we would have slept. Now, let's um, think of this from a modern day perspective. So we get up in the morning, depending on the season, um, it might be after the sun has risen. It might be before the sun has risen. Now, what um, what we initially typically do if we wake up when it's dark is we switch on a light or we roll over and we look at our phone. Um, right. And the, the, the frequencies of light present in our house lights, our iPhone or, 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 or um, Samsung or whatever we're using is exactly the same as the frequencies of light that are given out from the sun at midday. So when we're seeing that light first thing in the morning before the sun rises, 
we're starting our circadian rhythm ticking from midday. So we miss out on all that amazing hormone and neurotransmitter release that the sunrise would have given us. So we're not producing as enough serotonin, um, which is later used to produce melatonin that helps us sleep. We're not producing enough dopamine. So we're feeling down and a little bit, maybe a little anxious, stressed or depressed. And we're constantly living under, um, during the day, a world of mini suns from our laptop, from our office lights, from our house lights. And these mini suns don't change their frequency of light. So we're perpetually living at solar lune at midday when, um, you know, and, and our body and our circadian systems can't then move on. And then what do we do after sunset? We go home and we switch on our house lights. We watch TV, we scroll through our phones, still thinking it's our brain then still thinks it's midday. These messages pass through the um, pass through the eyes. The light is photo transducted and then it's passed through the something called the super charismatic nucleus into our body clocks. Um, so we're living in this um, this perpetual daytime, this perpetual solar noon. And we can't produce melatonin, which is our sleep hormone and the antioxidant that goes through and scavenges free radicals, reduces inflammation, if we're exposing ourselves to blue and green light after dark. And because we're not getting outside as much anymore, and because we're not producing enough serotonin in the gut, we then don't produce as much melatonin, even if we're blocking blue and green light after dark. So it, it all comes down to not just one or two hacks. It's a whole lifestyle shift in watching that rising sun not um, not looking at your phone first thing in the morning, making sure the first light you see is the sunlight, getting outside for a sun break every now and again during the day, making sure that you're powering down your digital devices and TVs an hour before bed and maybe reading under red light, wearing your blue light blocking glasses after sunset so you can watch your TV and use your smartphone and, and have your house lights on. Um, and if you're not doing that, you're not going to get the same sleep that your ancestors would have got. And it's not about... Another thing as well is it's not about just duration of sleep. A lot of people go, well, I get eight hours of sleep. Yeah, but what is the quality of your sleep like? If you're not getting the um, optimal secretion of melatonin, your sleep hormone, you're not going to get into a deep sleep for long periods. You're not going to get into rapid eye movement, REM sleep for for, for long periods. And REM is that um, type of sleep that you need for memory consolidation and to protect your brain. Deep sleep is for autophagy and apoptosis, which is like repair of dead, dying, damaged cells, and also to reduce inflammation. And you can't get the level of sleep that you need in those two phases if you've got LED lights in your house after dark and you're not um, basically protecting yourselves from them by wearing blue light blocking glasses. Right. So what do we, let's talk more about blue light blocking glasses then, Mm. because I mean, as I'm sitting here listening to you speak, I'm trying to think of like, well, what are ways that I can now start to implement things in my day to day? Or, I mean, you know, being an entrepreneur and running, like I said, all the things like I, I, there are sometimes where my office hours are very different and then I teach in the middle of the day. And so I have to get like laptop time in at night and, Mm -hmm. you know, you make it work as best as you can. But if there's, I mean, if it look, it sounds like for me, I'm kind of, I, I, I'm doing myself a really big disservice by doing that. How can I maintain that? Or how, how, how do I start to integrate, you know, how do I, how do, how do I sleep better? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like there's, there's, there's two, help, help me, Andy, help me. <laughs> and, it, and I will help you. I definitely will. Now there's two things you can do, right? Okay. So the first one is, is for me, it's unobtainable and I never really talk about it unless you know people are like the 0.0001% extreme and that is just throw out all your digital devices but we're really we're realists here we know that technology is amazing it's allowing us to have this conversation now we need it right. to run our businesses okay so we know this so there's there's a few hacks you can do 
um, to improve your light hygiene when you're, you know, having to work after sunset or working during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is like, let's talk about sort of if you have to, you know, protecting yourself after dark, because that's when people, you know, typically do some work or watch TV or go through their smartphone and it's wrecking their sleep. So let's tell people how to improve and, and yourself, sure. obviously, how to improve that. Um, the way to, to do it is you need as soon as that sun has finished setting, you need to devoid your eyes from seeing any blue and green light between 400 and 550 nanometers. Now, people don't need to worry about what that means. That basically means all blue light needs to be blocked and most of the green light needs to be blocked. And blue and green is is predominantly the frequencies of light that are found in any LED backlit device, okay, and your house light. So your laptop, your smartphone, your TV, your fridge, even light, your light in there is massively spiking in blue. Now, you've got to be careful because the reason I founded Blue Blocks, which is a blue light blocking glasses company, is all the other glasses out there that we tested so we bought a load of probably about 20 pairs from amazon ebay you know just cheap pairs that were called blue blockers they had sure. this like orange lens and we tested them in our lab and none of them actually blocked all of the light that was needed for optimal sleep so save your money from buying cheap pairs and, and make sure you whether it's from blue blocks or another company or, or wherever you may buy them from make sure that the light blocked is a hundred percent between 400 and 550 nanometers now if the company you're buying from has built their glasses using the latest science, they will be able to show you lens reports. They'll be able to say, yeah, it blocks in that range. If they come back and have no idea what you're talking about or don't even reply or say, no, it doesn't block in that range, run for the hills. It's not going to help you. Might as well not bother wearing them. Right. Right. So you need to wear glasses that block in that range. And they're like a really deep amber, almost red tint um, that they have to them. And you'd put these on once you're home, um, once those lights start going on and you wear them for about maybe about two or three hours before you want to go to sleep. And almost 99% of people that wear these glasses, we call them sleep plus glasses um, at Blue Blocks. And almost 99% of people that wear them say that they are literally needing to go to sleep after about three hours of wearing these glasses. Um, No matter what they're doing, they don't change any habits. They just put these glasses on. Um, after the sun sets and they are literally out like a light and people are reporting sort of better dreams which means you're having more REM sleep um, and just waking up feeling like they've got tons more energy um, which means they're having better deep restorative sleep so it's one of those things that until you try it you 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 don't know how bad your situation is currently you know until you try wearing these blue light blocking glasses um and then experience it just in one night like this isn't something that takes weeks to get used to this is something you put it on once and you are out you know you are sleeping the best you've slept in you know as long as you can remember so that is that is the hack number one and that is like guaranteed anyone which is everyone that is exposed to artificial light after dark needs a pair of these glasses and yeah they, they need to they need to do it it's 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 unbelievable the amount of feedback i mean you know if people jump on our website on our homepage at the bottom we've got hundreds of five-star reviews of people that are just like, wow, you know, these are game changing. So definitely check those out as well, because like there's different situations there. And, and those are the, the, you said the sleep plus sleep plus. Yeah. So they're the ones that you would wear after sunset, um, for two or three hours. They're the ones that are like the red type lens. Um, and we've got about 20 different pairs to choose from as well. So they're fashionable. So this is something that we do every night. Then we put these bad boys on and this is going to help us get into that deeper REM state. Absolutely. Every single night without fail. Um, And it will just help you get into that REM and deep sleep. Um, And the studies have shown this as well. Like I mentioned earlier, that Phelps study in 2002, and there's been three or four others where they've tested people that 
wear these types of glasses versus controls that don't wear the glasses. Um, and 100% of the time, people that wear blue light blocking glasses after dark experience more deep and REM sleep, um, better cognition, um, more mental clarity and more energy the next morning. So there, this is clinical reviews, clinical study tested and peer review study, you know, mm-hmm. verified stuff. You know, this isn't just sort of woo that we're, we're talking about now. Right, right, right. Um, it's not a fad. It's yeah, a thing. <laughs> absolutely. It's a major thing. And yeah, it's going to change a lot of lives. Um, and, it, it, and it already is, um, which is fantastic. Now, there's a couple of um, a couple of other hacks that I would recommend as well that don't involve the glasses. Um, there is um, a a good hack that I always recommend a lot of people do, which is um, salt lamps. Okay. So we've all heard of salt lamps. We typically use them because of the ions they emit and, you know, the cleansing that they do, but they also don't emit any blue or green light. So they're great to have in your house after dark. Um, so if people have got a salt lamp, um, I typically say pop it next to your TV um, because the TV is emitting a lot of blue and green light and you can balance that light with, with the reds and the pinks and the, the orange lights so maybe get a salt lamp or some candles next to your TV. That helps as well. Um, okay. You know, it's not obviously a hundred percent solution, but it adds you know another five percent to getting to optimal. So highly recommend that. We um, in our house we're, we're quite extreme. We we actually have a few of our lamps in our house um, as red red light bulbs. Um, so we just um, I mean we we have our. Um, we're about to release red light bulbs um, at Blue Blocks in the next couple of months. But, you know, in the interim, if people wanted to try out red light bulbs, just go and grab, you know, ones from your local hardware store and put them in a couple of lamps and maybe not have any of your usual lights on after dark. Maybe just put the red light on after dark. Your house might look a bit like a brothel, but if you can get over that, then, uh, <laughs> then, then you know, you're going to have great health. So, you know, as long as the neighbors don't mind and you don't have people knocking at your door, um, you will be okay. Um, so that's really good. Who to knows? Do. Maybe you just did someone a favor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> um, it's, um, yeah, it's a really good hack. Um, you just got to be very careful with with the type of light bulbs you buy, and I'm sort of deviating a little bit here, and yeah, in yeah. so much that light bulbs aren't just bad because of the um, type of light that they give out, like the blue light. They they do something. So you know we, we mentioned earlier, Danny, about um, changing from incandescent to LEDs, and you know it's yeah. really hard to get incandescent now. Incandescent light bulbs were also good because they did something that. LED light bulbs now do um, that, that they don't do. So incandescent bulbs didn't flicker, whereas LED light flickers. So mm-hmm. when you record your TV or record a LED light in slow-mo from your smartphone, you will see how much the light pulsates. And the reason it pulsates is because it's energy efficient. It's not beaming a consistent um, stream of, of energy because um, it cuts in and out. So it flickers at a very high rate. So it's giving you like a like a strobe light effect. Exactly that. Exactly that. Oh my god! Yeah. No, I don't want. I don't want yeah, that. Exactly. So do do this after this call. Go and film some lights around your house in slow mo, and then watch those videos back, and you will literally almost vomit when you see what you're you're seeing. It's just literally like pulsing, rapid pulsing light that you can only see through the slow mo on your phone. But obviously, your eye and neurological system picks that up, mm-hmm. and it can really impact your your nervous system and your neurological systems as well. So. Um, this is why we always say try and get incandescent lights. And this is why I personally, for the last year, this has taken me, have developed a switchboard to put into LED lights that changes the AC current to a DC current within the light bulb and reduces flicker down by 99.9%. 
Um, so we can use LED lights rather than incandescent because, you know, incandescent will last you a week. An LED light will last you probably about three years. Um, so this is some of the technology we've been developing as well to remove that from LED lights. And, and we've managed to, to solve it um, and we've got them being produced. So, you know, if people rush out and buy LED red lights, they're only going to flicker and they're going to damage, you know, your health as well. So that's got to be sort of, sort of bared in mind as well that, you know, LEDs are, are great because they've allowed technology to advance. But for our health, in terms of the light they emit and the flicker effect, they're so damaging. Right, right, right. So that that's definitely, I mean, on the extreme side of it, but it sounds like, I mean, I can't, I, I purposely, I got my package of these and I'll, I'm going to do my review. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to do this because people are going to listen to my review before the show actually starts. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like right now, as I'm like taking like notes to my, I've got a whole little like list right here of things I'm going to do. I'm going to put it in the show notes as well. Um, so we, okay. So we can get the sleep plus what about daytime stuff though? Because we're still looking at these lights during the day. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we don't want our brain to, like we said earlier, to think it's midday all the time because that's not good for our hormones. You know, it can it can elevate cortisol levels um, to a point where they're chronically high all the time. Um, you know, we might not produce enough serotonin, which is really bad, and, and also less dopamine, which, you know, makes us feel low. So, you know, we've got to bear in mind that, you know, light can impact our hormones um, substantially. And I've, I've done a few talks as well, and we, we don't have to take a deep dive into it in this because it might not be relevant, but how artificial light can actually really impact fertility um, as well. You know, like too much of it during the day and, and not enough light management after dark can cause infertility, affect pregnancy rates and testosterone levels. So, you know, there's so many things that light impacts when it comes to hormones and neurotransmitters. But going back to the original question, during the the day, we need to do two things, okay? the When we do a spectral analysis test of the sun, okay, the composition of light changes very, very minutely throughout the day, which is what's needed for, for messages to, to be delivered correctly to the, the body clock. But it's very high in blue. It's very high in green. It's very high in yellow. It's very high in orange. It's very high in red. So think of a rainbow, okay? These are all the colors that are present in the sun, and it gives out exactly the same amount of each frequency of light, each color of light. We just see the sky as being blue because of how blue light is composed and how it refracts and scatters throughout the atmosphere. Okay. So a lot of people think, yeah, but it's all blue light from the sun. Well, it's not. When you actually run a spectral analysis test, it's it's even in all the colors, which can be quite misleading for people. Now, when we, um, and, and what the, actually just taking a step back and what, why that's so important with the sun is that blue light is great, okay, during the day, because I meant, as I mentioned, it keeps specific hormones and neurotransmitters in check. But it's a double-edged sword. Blue light is very high energy. And whether it's from the sun or artificial light, it causes damage to the eyes and the skin. So it can cause inflammation. It can cause cell damage, cell death. And this is why, um, you know, when we work long periods at a computer, we get really sore eyes because it's damaging the cells in the eyes. But mother nature is very, very clever and always puts an antidote in things. And that's red light because red light is also the same amount of, um, it's, it's in the same quantity in the sun as blue light. As I mentioned earlier, red light heals and restores. So any damage that the blue light does during the day, the red light in the sun then heals um, at the same time. So it kind of puts us in that homeostasis. So we yeah, only yeah. get the, the great benefits of blue light. Now, if we look at LED spectral analysis tests for your laptop, your smartphone, your office lights, your fridge light, your TV, there's zero red light in it. It's all blue um, and a lot of green and a tiny little bit of yellow. 
So what we're doing is when we're working on our laptops during the day or working under artificial light during the day, not only are we disrupting our circadian rhythm, we're also damaging the cells in our skin and in our um, eyes, but we're not getting any of the red light to restore that damage. So we get things like, you know, the headaches, the dry eyes, the, um, the um, you know, over time you get something called macular degeneration. We're seeing a lot of people get short-sighted. They need glasses to work on the computer because they're not repairing any of the damage that the blue light is doing. So there's a couple of hacks we do here, right? So we want to reduce down the amount of blue light we're getting from the artificial sources during the day. And we do that by wearing blue light filtering glasses. So these are different to blue light blocking glasses because you don't want to block blue light during the day. We need it. It's beneficial, but we're getting too much as a population and not enough red light. So the first hack is to wear computer glasses. So these are like clear glasses that have like a sort of a little tint to them and they kind of reflect down, um, reflect out a little bit of the blue light. So it takes down the blue spike. So you're getting less damage. Um, Now, again, these aren't all created equal because a lot of the cheaper ones out there focus on something called violet light, which actually isn't present in LED lighting. So they're kind of a bit of a scam and they have this little pen that they give you some of the cheaper ones that you shine through the lens and it shows that it blocks that that specific amount of light. When you actually spectral test the pen, it actually isn't any blue light, it's violet light, which is is totally fine. It's just in the sun, it's not in LED backlit devices. So you've got to make sure that your clear computer glasses filter down blue, not violet light. And then there's also people that are sensitive, really sensitive to blue light. Um, And these are people that have got depression, anxiety, um, they may be recovering from things like Lyme disease or cancers and um, neurological problems. Um, And blue light just um, intensifies their their symptoms. So they would wear something called um, summer glow glasses. Okay, and these are like a a yellow um, tint to them. Okay, and this, this basically filters out more blue light because they have a sensitivity to it. So the more blue light they filter without blocking it, you know, the, the more they can control their symptoms and get, get better. Now, that really helps half of the situation. So we've reduced down that blue spike. We're not getting as much damage, but we're still getting damage, okay, because we're, we're, we're looking at blue light. So what we need to do is we need to do two things here. We need to balance the blue light. So we need to have maybe a salt lamp next to our computers during the day. So we've got some red in there as well as the blue. We need to get outside and get regular sun breaks um, without wearing your sunglasses just for two or three minutes. Smokers go out in offices, you know, to have a smoke break. You're just going out for a sun break just to walk around the block. Um, Maybe just stand outside for five minutes um, just with the sun coming in through your eyes um, and then go back into work. And then that allows some restorative red to to come into your your eyes and your body to to restore that damage. There's also a couple of um, hacks you can do for free. Um, so with your computer screen, you can download a bit of software called um, Iris. Okay, it's Iris Tech. It was produced by a Bulgarian guy, um, and he's created it for laptops and, and monitors. Where you can download it and actually reduce a lot of the blue light down from your monitor screen. Um, and these are free apps. Okay, and there's another one called F. Lux, which does the same thing. You can reduce down the blue light, um, which is great. Um, you know, you don't want to take it down to zero blue light, but you can reduce that down in your computer. But you've got to bear in mind that blue light doesn't just come from your computer. There's office lighting, which you can't get an app for office lighting, and that's still giving out blue light. So the glasses are also needed as well. But you can also minimize, I guess, the amount of blue light you're getting in your environment by putting that free app on. Now, a lot of people also put night shift mode onto their um, smartphones. So this is really clever. So Apple have done this, um, and it's also in Samsung, where you can actually go into your settings 
and reduce down the amount of blue light that your phone's giving out. Now, the setting on that, I just permanently have set to night shift mode, okay? And I use that during the day because I don't want any blue light coming from my phone because I get enough blue light from the sun. Um, night shift mode's a funny one because it's good for during the day, even though it's called night shift mode, but it's not good for after dark because it still emits a little um, a little bit of blue light as well, just not, <laughs> not a huge amount, but it probably reduces it down by about 90%. But that, even just a little bit of blue light's enough to mess up our sleep. Um, so I have a hack and I can email you this that turns my phone screen completely red um, huh. in the evenings. Um, so I have zero, any other color bar red in my, um, in, in my um, phone. And, you know, the reason I, I do that is because some of the evidence that I've seen out there um, is that the way people hold their phone is it's, it's held very close to the thyroid. Um, and when you look at light's impact on organs and um, the skin, it is actually quite potent um, in so much that it can disrupt clock systems within your thyroid and impact the amount of hormones that are secreted by your, your thyroid. And when you actually look, and, and again, correlation never, you know, or, or, or cannot um, in some cases equal causation. But when you look at the rise in things like hyperthyroidism and Hashimoto's, it's coincided with the advent and, and technological advancement of LED lighting. So I typically, when I'm using my smartphone, always ensure that night shift is mo mode is on during the day and it's on, on red at night because when I'm like scrolling through my phone and that light is shining on my thyroid and face, it's causing all sorts of like hormonal disruption. Um, and it's, it's quite pertinent to say as well that, you know, we're talking about the eyes quite a lot, but the skin has uh, an opsin in it called melanopsin. And opsins mm -hmm. basically until about 18 months ago, science believed that they were only present in the eye. So you have something called rhodopsin, you have something called melanopsin, and they sense different frequencies of light and still send messages to the brain and the body clock to tell you what time of day it is. And science thought it was just in the eye. And then 18 months ago, they discovered melanopsin, which is a blue light photoreceptor, was present in the skin. So we could be wearing blue light blocking glasses after dark, but if we are exposing our skin to that light, you are also damaging your skin, but also sending messages to your brain that it's daytime as well. So you have to cover the skin up after dark as well, which a lot of people don't know about because it was released 18 months ago in a study and they typically take 15 years to get into the mainstream when a study's released. Wow. Man, I can't wait to, I mean, I, I, just as I, like, you know, like I really would love to get better night's sleep and yeah. it's, you know, as, as much as I've tried, I, I, for many years I've done everything. I mean, I was on prescription pills to get better sleep and, you know, if it sounds there's, there's, there's not one reason why I wouldn't want to try it just to try it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. It's, 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 it's quite good that you've mentioned sort of the medication side. Cause a lot of people just say, well, I just take melatonin supplements and I'm fine. Um, and I, I always say, be careful with supplementing on a hormone. Um, I don't think it's, it's wise to do for two reasons. Um, the first one is that, as I mentioned earlier, melatonin is, is created in the body, right? Through the mixing of serotonin and tryptophan. Mm -hmm. But that can only happen correctly in the body in the absence of blue and green light. So if you're sitting watching your telly or scrolling through your smartphone after dark, pop in melatonin supplements, that's not the right environment ancestrally um, and from a physiological standpoint for your body to actually accept that hormone. It can't produce it in the absence of, sorry, it can't produce it with blue and green light present and people are taking it in the presence of this light and that's going to wreck right. you you know, down the line. And, you know, we see many things like, especially with diabetes um, and things like how, I guess, insulin resistance happens where, you know, I guess the theory is that we, 
you know, produce insulin because in, in response to eating specific carbohydrates. And then as time goes on, it, the body produces more and more and more until we become resistant to it. Imagine becoming resistant to something called melatonin, which is obviously the sleep hormone. Um, and then you can't actually physically get to sleep and you develop something called insomnia. I wouldn't be messing around with supplementation when if you get your light environment right, you can actually produce as much melatonin as your body wants very, very quickly. Like, you know, you can pretty much sync this within 24 hours of doing correct light hygiene and then practicing it every single day for the rest of your life. Um, and that sort of leads me on to say that when you're supplementing on, on a hormone, how do you know how much your specific body should create of that hormone? What happens if you take too much of that hormone? What happens if you take too little? And there have been some studies, and, and this is not to scaremonger anyone, and I will caveat them that they're in these, this study in particular was done in our furry little cousins, the, the, the mouse, um, in so much that they gave mice um, melatonin supplements, and they found that over time it thinned the retina. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's going to happen in humans. I'm just saying it's interesting because, you know, a lot of studies start out on flies, then they go to mice, then they go into humans. Um, so you've got to bear these things in mind. And I think that for me, and, and I, I would imagine for a lot of your amazing community that are listening to this, that, you know, they want to look at nature and, and natural ways to, um, you know, improve health as, as yeah. a starting point and, and avoid, you know, visiting, you know, big pharma to get medication where, where's needed. So, um, you know, I'm saying that in, in pretty much every single case, um, you know, managing your light hygiene will only positively impact your sleep, um, very quickly and also your health and well-being. Um, we live in a, a society these days where we've got chronic anxiety and, and stress and we're seeing it in younger people these days. We're seeing it in people in their late teens and early teens and, you know, you've got to think to yourself, why is this happening? Is, is, you know, it's probably a combination of pressures of social media, but also the, the amount of time these kids have, have been spending under artificial lights and, and using smartphones and, and computers and, and things like that. Cause you know, as I mentioned earlier, I didn't get my first smartphone until I was 16. And by the time I was about 26, like me personally, I was in worlds of trouble. I had anxiety. I was overweight. And, um, you know, kids are now getting phones at like four years old. And by the time they're 14, which is the same time frame from 16 to 26 that, that I had these issues, they then start developing anxiety and depression and hormonal issues and obesity. And, you know, we have to think to ourselves that, you know, it's, it's not just one cause. It's not, I'm not just saying it's the light, but, you know, it's a big contributing factor to a lot of these problems right. that we're seeing today. And, you know, another thing as well, and um, stop me if I'm waffling on here, but um, <laughs> no, there's, <that's> good. <laughs> there's a couple of other really important studies out there that are, again, peer reviewed and clinical in so much that, you know, people say that, you know, you want to get your blood glucose levels down, right? So if you've got high blood glucose levels, it means that you're heading towards a diabetic state. Um, and it's typically from, you know, poor diet, you know, eating a lot of junk food. Now, there's been studies recently, and, and you're just going to be shocked when I tell you this, that show that artificial light after dark actually increases blood glucose levels when tested. So people in the, these studies were tested with darkness after dark, and their blood glucose levels were, you know, say something like um, four millimoles. Um, and then they tested them, you know, on other nights where the lights were on, and it was like a 50% increase in their blood glucose levels just from being under blue light and artificial light after dark. So, you know, just think about that with with respect to carbohydrate metabolism, you know, like um, 
if your blood glucose levels are high, you know, you're going to have a, a very hard time digesting carbohydrate. You're going to be storing it more as, as fat than using it as fuel. And, you know, it's, it's just amazing that independent of food, light can impact things like insulin and blood glucose levels. And there was another study that came out as well that Wi-Fi and microwaves do exactly the same thing. They, they tested people standing near a microwave or being around Wi-Fi and they found that when the Wi-Fi was switched off and they were away from the microwave, blood sugar levels returned to normal. But when they were around Wi-Fi um, and around um, microwaves, their blood glucose levels jumped. Um, and these were tested through blood glucose monitors and under laboratory conditions. So um, you've got to be careful of, of what type of EMF you're living around. And, and light is another EMF. It's an, an, an electromagnetic frequency as well as microwaves, as well as Wi-Fi. And this is why, you know, it's not just about light, you know, I can manage light, but you know, we threw our microwave away because of what it was doing to our health. Um, we turn our Wi-Fi off when we go to bed because we don't want our blood sugar levels through the roof when we go to bed and we don't want it impacting our, our sleep. So, you know, there are many pillars of health, light being one of them, EMFs being another, diet being another, um, meditation, mindfulness, yoga being another, and exercise being the, the fifth. So, you know, we want people really to listen to this and actually think to themselves, okay, well, I've got three of the five sorted. What am I going to do about the other two? And then just realize after they've implemented these hacks on, on light and EMF, how incredible and, and better they actually feel um, in themselves and the, and the better sleep they get. Man, Andy, there's so much, like there's so much, the list that I have going on right now yeah. is, like, is like running. I'm actually, I, I can't wait to share some of this stuff with the listeners, but also with my insert, just the entire community. I'm, I'm excited to see over the next few days, I'm going to start to measure my sleep a little bit more with these glasses and, and see what the outcome is. I have like the giant smile on my face, knowing that I'm probably going to sleep better over the next few nights. Perfect. Thanks so much for, for coming on and educating us on, I, I didn't even know that I needed <laughs> I didn't even know I needed all this light hygiene. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now I'll be interested to, to hear your thoughts on it as well. And um, yeah, how it's, how it's helped you. And, you know, I'm here if you, if you need any, any advice, mate. So just, just let me know. Um, and also, um, you know, people should come and check out our website at least as well. There's a lot of, um, a lot of blogs on there. I, I write for a few magazines as well. Um, pretty big ones that people can, people can find some of my columns in, um, the biggest one's probably train magazine, which is a bodybuilding magazine. Um, okay. so there's a lot of articles on, on light in there. Um, also like the, the blogs, yeah, jump on the website, read some of the blogs. I write sort of in layman's terms so people can start finding out what are, what is blue light? How does it impact me? What hacks do I need? um to do so so definitely um uh, you'll link to it in the show notes anyway blueblocks.com which is b-l-u-b-l-o-x.com and there's also all the science on there as well so we've got a whole tab dedicated to the science for people that like to geek out like danny and i so um you know you can go on there and have a read and, and yeah it tells you all about the lenses and stuff and you know we'd, we'd love for people just to just to try these glasses and and see how it goes and if for any reason which I know 99% of people it, this won't apply to, but you know, we, we do easy exchanges as well return. So you've got 30 days from receiving them to give them a try. And if they don't work, return them and um, we'll give you a refund, but they will work and you'll love them. And it will just be, you know, epic for, um, for everyone as well, for, for their sleep and health. And 
just one more thing as well, um, Danny, if I may. Um, yeah. We we partner with um, a not-for-profit called Restoring Vision um, because we're pretty passionate about giving back with our brand as well. Um, you know, we, I like to come on shows like this and, and educate people to then, if they can afford to help themselves through this empowerment to improve their sleep and health, then brilliant. But there's people in the developing world that can't. Um, so for every pair of blue blocks we sell, we actually have a buy one, gift one campaign with Restoring Vision, where we gift a pair of reading glasses, just general reading glasses to them. Um, and they then on pass that to people in the third world, um, the developing countries, you know, like sort of India, Pakistan, uh, Mexico, where um, you've got people that need reading glasses just to work to provide an income um, to send their kids to school or to put food on the table. Um, so, you know, this is really dear to our heart and we've been working with them for about two years and, and supplying, you know, thousands and thousands of reading glasses to them to give to people in the developing world. So, you know, people by helping themselves, um, through the empowerment of, of buying a pair of blue blocks glasses for themselves are actually then allowing somebody in the developing world to, to actually work and, and provide for their family as well. I love it. I love that you guys are supporting others that need it too. That's the absolute best because, I mean, we all know we rise by rising together. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Thanks, Andy, so much for coming on the show. I really, really, really so appreciate this. And I can't wait to share my journey with uh, your glasses and, and better sleep. Until uh, the next Yogi Misfit session, this is Danny and Andy saying peace out. Cheers, guys. Cheers.